Namaste. Welcome. Let's start with the prayer. Om Sahana Bhavatu Sahano Bhunantu Sahamiriam Karvamani so maybe Ajay, today we should start up with you. I already know that I should start up with you today. Why do you say that? <laughs> now I saw your posts on the on the group, and I said, okay, you'll be the right candidate to talk about what you have learned on the Tattva Bodha side and uh, what the pages that we are reading. So perhaps you can just start off, and we can kick off the discussion. So no, absolutely. I think I have to say I really enjoyed reading the pages, as well as listening to Swamiji. And as I was saying in my message. A lot of that we learned is something that we've been initiated to over the last several weeks. And so what it helped me was to learn a little more about background of what we uh, what we have been what we've been studying, right? And I was curious as to where does Tatvabodha fit into our scriptures? in the context of uh, you know the bhagavad gita or the uh, vedas or the bhagavatam uh, because it does kind of sort of start with the very basic which is who am i right and uh, yeah i mean to me it was more of sort of experiencing what we have learned uh, I just kind of getting going deeper into the meaning of a lot of the sub, uh, you know, uh, sub chapters, if you will, of of that topic. I mean, the, the the topic who am I is often seen as like a simple who am I, but it's just fascinating in terms of you know how you how how the Vedas and our scriptures went into different layers. the kind of the I, I mean, I don't want to say the individual, just who we are as ourselves and who we really are. So, I mean, to me, it was something which kind of just absorbed me, to be honest. So where does uh, Rajesh, this fit in? I mean, is this like a separate scripture or is it something that could be written post-fact or post the scriptures or where does this come in from? I think Alpana, you can answer this better. I'm not 100% sure. I know you answered this once in, in an earlier post. Would you please? Yeah, I can. Actually, his second lecture says that uh, he explains it himself as well. So kind of uh, uh, scriptures we have, Shruti is what uh, Rishi's, Rishi's received. So they're not the author, but they received it and they narrated it as it is. Then Smritis are what they wrote. And it is to explain the Shruti because Shruti is written in sutras form, which is very um, 
one it is drawn and it is open to uh, different interpretations sometimes so smritis actually try to explain it more and then after smritis is uh, um, is uh, more of uh, sutras brahma sutra which ved vyas had written so these three are more for you know if you want to get self realization um so brahma sutras are normally not considered if you are talking about the general population then then puran comes right which is more of in a story form where you know like a friend explaining to each other uh, but in our context then the third one is brahma sutra which is more of uh, um each doctrine needs to explain uh, you know these brahma sutras and it should whatever their doctrine is should fit that framework you know and, and then that doctrine is uh, is accepted so we have different doctrines like nayayik vaisheshik purva uh, mimamsa and uttar mimamsa is what we are doing so without going into those details sankhya philosophy uh, i think because we are focusing on vedanta so let's just stick to that so now even to understand this you need to understand the terminology and that's why you actually start with what are known as prakaran granth prakaran granth are also called in english we translate them as the foundational text so they explain the terminology so the best way to start is actually first start with prakaran granth so that you understand the different words that are being used and the same word it is used with different meaning in different context so you can you can identify okay now atma is being referred to as this body or it is being referred to as the sukshma sharir or it is being referred to as the causal or it is being referred to as parbram so to distinguish between those i think the tatva bodh fits in the in the category of this prakaran granth where you will understand different meanings it can take and based upon so that when you try to read any of this so gita is smriti and upanishads yeah. are vedantas so they are the end texts of vedas so they are the shrutis so to understand them or even brahma sutra if you know the terminology what it's saying and for that this tatvabodh is actually studied as the first text any of the prakaran granth you know so that you understand the terminology i think what that's why you know when you were saying that we were referring to those concepts in gita but to understand them where they Absolutely. came from i think it's a it's a very 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 important text if you are really serious about getting to self realization absolutely this the, the it's 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 multi layered and you know you really understand the true meaning of each of the words that we've been using thus far and and just just as an aside i mean you mentioned about smriti which is remembrance right which which you've heard from and authors so like mahabharat and ramayan are smritis right and and the shrutis are the what has been heard what what was heard and received yeah interesting analogy with uh, with islam so just like a slight digression whereas they have the same concept where the prophet apparently heard it from this big sort of light if you will and like we call shruti they call it sunna which is to hear again i think right so it's very it is there's an interesting similarity which i which, which occurred to me when i heard swami ji talk about shruti thank you yeah yeah so alpana explained so nicely so you know uh, ajay you know you should listen to the second uh, episode of swami ji you know he 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 spends a lot of time on this 
no, I, I heard that. And, you know, a lot of stuff that I heard, I mean, some of it I, I absorbed, some I didn't fully, but no, I absolutely remember that, yes. Yeah, and uh, one one thing which is of debate is whether Gita is a Smriti or a Sruti. Okay, it is Smriti because Vyasa wrote it, and uh, it's a uh, it's a Sruti because Vyasa wrote it. It's a Sruti because Bhagavan himself told it. So you know you can interpret whichever way that you want. So, but anyway, it really doesn't matter whether it is Sruti or Smriti for our purposes. Just to clarify that, you know, just as a tidbit that we can remember in the back of our mind. That's right. I mean, at this point in time, even till Brahma Sutra, it is all accepted as the, you know, the, those are the, those are the, um, you know, if you're doing any, um, uh, they're authorities. So if you want to know whether it is written in text somewhere, what is the proof? If it is written in any, any three of these, Shruti, Smriti or Brahma Sutras, it is taken as authority. And Alpana, just to add on to that part of it, right? Why is it taken like an authority? You know, I think we should delve on that a little. Okay, so um, uh, and we'll come back to Tattvabodha after that, right? So the, here is my understanding of this, right? So uh, when you look at uh, uh, any science, right? We make observation and we uh, validate that, and it is repeatable with multiple people. That's how science is uh, is is uh, um, uh, you know, has has keeps coming up, and as we discover new things and same things, multiple people discover and they observe the same thing, and they say, okay, this is a plausible explanation of this theory. Let's say theory of gravity and things like that. So then it forms a body of science, right? Likewise, in this in this case also, the same reality and the apparent reality has been observed by different people and it has been codified. Okay, and the reason why we cannot observe the reality way it is because the reality is beyond the realm of observation. Okay, so the proof, the proof that scientific methods use, which is, let's say, the direct experience. Okay, can I see uh, one thing moving from here, point A to point B, and then I calculate speed, momentum, weight, and all those things, you know, then there's a particular law which follows, follows that. Okay. That direct observation method is not going to work in this case, number one. Number two, inference, okay? There is a smoke somewhere, uh, then, you, then you know, by, because of past experience, that wherever there is smoke, there will be fire. That's an inference because we have some past knowledge about it. But that's also not going to be applicable in this case because the reality is beyond what we observe directly as well as what we infer. And if you, if you have read the Nirvana Shatakam even once, it says that. It says that, you know, Nirvana Shatakam says that, you know, I am, you know, I'm, I'm not any of all the five shlokas, whatever it says. It's only the last thing which says, this is who I am, right? And so the method of, the method that we adopt as a proof, right? The body of proof is known as Upanishads or the, or the uh, Vedas. Which, which say that this is the proof. So over the aeons of time, it has been used. It has been, you know, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like, a, you know, uh, a body of knowledge that people have commonly accepted saying that if you want to know that reality, which is not expressible, not understandable, but still it is there, then the proof is only the scriptures. 
Okay. So over a period of time, that became a body of proof. So if you want to argue with somebody, and if you quote saying that in this Upanishads or in this, uh, it said it said this it said as follows. Therefore, it means that this is what it means. Then your opponent will actually accept it, right? And he can refute you with another statement for which you should argue against. But but that's the whole method of it. People have experienced it, you know. So it's not that it's just written in the in the words. They there are millions of people who have actually taken that path and have experienced that reality. So it's it's it can be experienced, but it can't be pointed out, as, as Rajesh was saying. And and uh, you know um, and because it is very difficult to do it that way, uh, you know you can. You can show something to a kid and say, "Okay, this is a mouse, this is a cat," and then the kid will form that form that impression. We are all like that kids, but the point is, what is being pointed out to us is what I'm going to tell you about is not this, not this, not this, not this, not this. That's the method what the Upanishads adopt, for which you need a better terminology, and that is what this uh, this book uh, helps us. Tatvabodha. No, no. <clears throat> absolutely, and I think. Uh, even the nirvana shatakam which i which is which i don't which, which i don't fully understand in terms of the sanskrit but you know uh, with some of the some of the vocabulary in tatvabodha you can relate to a lot of that explanation a lot better yeah yeah that's because both of them have been written by the same great acharya and he has used right. exactly the same words in in that mm -hmm. yeah and 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 i think uh, you know um, uh, if, if I think the timing at which we are reading this thing is is right because if we had read it before we started the Gita, it would have been totally difficult for us to understand this, in my view. Okay, but maybe now I think we will probably better understand it because we become a little familiar, maybe a little confused about what those terms mean, and now we are trying to slot in exactly and say, okay, this is what this word means, this is what this sentence means, this is what structure and things like that. So that'll be, you know, a great thing, right? So how many of you reflected on the word Tattva Bodha? I, I start uh, to think about it. And then in the first page or two, he says what this means. Whereas I was thinking of, uh, you know, just as Bodha means, you know, from Gyan or something and Tattva, uh, I was I was wondering about Tatwa part, but then it is explained in the book, uh, this chapter, I think, or in the introduction, he says this is the knowledge of truth or something of that sorts. Yeah, I mean, the, the word Tatwa uh, is interesting. It's, you know, the, the Tatwa is the elements that we are or with which the universe is made. And so knowledge of and we are we are we are matter. And so or not, uh, depending on you know which which part of us we look at, and and so the knowledge of the true self, if you will. That, that's 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 what it is because that's very important for us to understand that, right? Because we we need to know what are we studying. Otherwise, it's going to get very difficult for us. And having said that, you know the whole book describes about what is not truth. That's that's the irony of the whole book. 
yeah, me, it's, I think the time at which oh, no, carry on. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just making one thing. No, for me, the timing, I mean, coming back to your question, the timing for us to have read it, especially for me, you know, where I've been overwhelmed with terminology in the beginning. If I had read this before I actually started the discussion, I think it would have brought me back to square one because um, I wouldn't have seen the relevance of this terminology. Whereas, you know, we've had several discussions while we read the initial couple of chapters. And I already had those questions and we had discussions on how are we interpreting it or is this our meaning that we are giving it or are we getting into semantics? Now that we've done that, where we've already been a little bit thrown into confusion or where we've had all these questions that have risen, now when I read it, it helps kind of bring clarity. I'm not saying it has brought me clar total clarity, but it definitely has made things a little bit more clear for me to get a better understanding of the other text that we are reading. And maybe when one makes references to certain words, at least there's something that helps to clarify it without maybe leaving too much, leaving a lot of openings or rather multiple options of interpretation. It's actually very interesting that you say that, uh, Anu, because He's actually just still talking about who, who is the Adhikari, yeah. the prerequisite, and you can already relate to it, which is very, very interesting then. Yes, because I think, and then when, after you read it, and then if you actually reflect it, say, through your day, yeah. uh, or as you go through your days and, you know, whatever you're doing and your actions, it's easy to make references or make connections to what this text actually has stated or how it relates to your life more than making relations. It's actually how it relates to what you're doing as you live your time. So that's beautiful. Then we are ready to read the text, you know, <laughs> if we can relate to, you know, these, these elements. And, and none of it step. is, uh, none of it, uh, sorry, was, none of it is a surprise when you read it because you can relate it pretty much True. everything, right? Yeah. And some of the words are obviously, uh, also relatable because we've heard them before, although we haven't fully understood their meaning. But I mean, there isn't anything that is new almost, right? Yet it is new for a lot of us. I mean, written at the level, whether you like it or not, the reality is also like that. It is not new. It has been there ever. And <laughs> yeah. yet it is yeah. new for us. So he starts Sakuba, the, uh, sorry, just one question, quick one before Sakuba. Uh, it, the, the introduction starts with saying Vedanta is self-enquiry, right? And Tattva Bodha is self-knowledge. So is Vedanta the sort of study of the self, therefore? I mean, how do you define Vedanta? I mean, again, we use, we use the word very often. How do you define Vedanta? Let me try to attempt. Let me try to attempt to answer that. And uh, maybe I, I don't I don't know fully, but here is Vedanta. Vedanta is formed by two words, Veda plus Anta. Okay. Vedas are the four Vedas that we talk about. Anta is end. Okay. So in uh, uh, sometime back, Alpana explained, uh, you know, the Sruti and Sruti part, right? The Sruti is the Vedas, which is the heard part. That's the, you know, it has come through 
when the creation started, it's been heard and it's been propagated. Now that Vedas said there were two things that was two topics that was broadly, if you classify the Vedas, what do if, if anybody asks you a question, what does Vedas tell you? Okay. It tells you two topics. First topic is 90% or 95% of content in terms of the amount of uh, uh, written text that you could write it down and uh, in terms of the elaborate uh, um, uh, rituals and all those things that you talk about, that is 90 to 95% of Vedas, okay? That talks about one only one topic called known as karma or dharma, okay? What is it, what is dharma? What can you do, what you cannot do? Of course, you know, you can, uh, there are different interpretations of what it means, but basically it says do's and don'ts, okay? Yeah. If you are in this stage in your life, do this. If you are this this kind of a person, do this, don't do this. All that thing it de determines, okay? 95% to 90%. The last 5%, which is known as Vedanta, just tells, okay, all the things that we have done is preparatory to really understand that absolute reality. And what is this absolute reality? Okay. By corollary, what also happens is 90 to 95% of the people, you know, they are at the, in the, in this stage where they are like, like all of us, right? We keep doing a lot of work uh, in the hope that, you know, we will get something right. But then what getting something, some of us may be clear, some of us may not be clear, right? And the final goal as what the Vedanta says, the Vedanta part says is that is moksha. Moksha means being that, having that uh, mindset where you are completely contented at all times, right? For which you need to know who you are. And if you know who you are, when you really know who you are, then you'll be contented always. That is just 5% of the topic. But the 5% oh. is so complex that people don't come from here to there. That's a good one, yeah. Thank you. Hmm. Take something. That was on the previous topic. Then. You're breaking up, man. And when we were able to at least. I was able to say, uh, maybe based on the past uh, sessions that we had also, nothing was really going out of the way. I'm sorry, I found it very hard to hear you. Can someone help me understand what Sakuba was saying? Yeah, he was cutting in and out. But I think, I think, uh, I think I, what he was saying. Yeah, go ahead, Sakuba. Is it better now, uh, uh, good times? Yeah? yeah, it's better now. Go on. No, I was just saying that the level of text by this Vishnu Deva Sanders was at the right level that, you know, uh, you know, that we were all able to associate, at least I was able to understand much better, you know, and probably because of the, you know, the previous sessions also that we have had maybe. Uh, but it was, it was at that level that, you know, that nothing really went over the head, you know, normally, when you read some, something like this, uh, you know, you don't even understand some terms, but this is written in a very lucid way, actually. That's what I was saying. It was in the context of the previous discussion that we had. Yeah, I would, I would just say, I totally agree 
that and i have not listened to the swami ji's lectures as yet which i will do next uh, but it seemed that we had already whatever uh, the book this book is talking about mr sanders is talking about we have already read and discussed in the chapters that we have read so far in the gita book so uh, you know some of the things he didn't bring in the part about karma yoga for example but when he's describing that you need to know what your duty is and all that and we have sort of spent time talking about those topics studying them and so in that sense to me it seemed uh, more like a revision rather than learning something new nice no I, which means basically you know it's 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 great that you know we are we're kind of you know enjoying it like alpana said you know i think it's a good revision we understand what it is and even if the words explain something if you are able to slot it in think that this is in my mind this is karma yoga in my mind this is dhyana then it's perfect that's all we want speak out there no so therefore so, my question um, was the doubt in my mind was am i missing it am i missing something that you know it's uh, it's like something that is more subtle that i'm not getting here no 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 uh, vp you know i think the, think of it this way think of it that you know you're learning a new language new subject and there is some terminology and you're learning the terminology you're already partly familiar with the terminology because you've gone through some discussions and now you're solidifying the terminology that's all you have to think about it okay that's helpful now so vp it will tell you this is telling you actually how to go about doing it right because gita gives you concepts may not necessarily i mean we may be talking about it but it doesn't necessarily tell you how to go about doing it so this one when it explains that what are the prerequisites i think you continuously need to evaluate against those prerequisites where you are and if there is any scope of improvement or anything needs to be done then work on that because then the knowledge will dawn so i think that i don't yeah. think is very clear when you just read gita right no that's true but because of the discussions and because of the sarpyananda ji and other things that we are going on the side and doing it i think that's i guess i'm just coming from that point of view because of all the things that we have been discussing or putting in the group and reading and listening to it sort of created that that yeah this is a very nice uh, good revision of what we are trying to get to right so that's yeah yeah absolutely my so analogy switch, to it which topics right okay go ahead alpha go ahead anu let's continue no, your thought and then we'll... yeah my the way i uh, differentiate the two or rather help get a better understanding of the two is this is actually the theory behind how i can apply it like a lot of the time say take what we study is sometimes you know whether you're learning about theory or something unless so you read it you understand it but you always wonder how do you apply it it's like trigonometry i mean when we initially learned trigonometry in high school why the why are we learning about these ratios and all this terminology but it's only when you start applying it so for me the gita is the application part to help me understand the theory where i see how it i can actually live it or apply it to my everyday life and so for me this is the text that actually when i question what do they mean or what is it in the gita when i'm discussing the gita this is i'm hoping would be the 
foundation that would help me rationalize the application or rather bring reason to the application. Yeah. Well said. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, you know, just to continue uh, uh, to what you said, I know the next few chapters in the Gita will actually talk about creation, okay? For which, if we don't understand this Tathabodha, everything will be OHT. Completely, we will not understand it at all. Anyway, so getting back, so, uh, you know, I, I'm taking a, a, you know, segue from what Alpana was saying, right? So this book, Tathabodha, will help us understand all these concepts. But, you know, the book also starts by saying that, you know, there is a, this book can be understood by only somebody who has certain qualifications. You know, did you guys reflect on that part of it? Any one of you? And, and how did you, uh, I mean, it's not a trick question it, and, you know, you don't have to answer it also. How did you, how did you assess yourself in terms of the qualifications of where it is, where, uh, where you are as an individual with respect to that, Sadhana Chatushtaya qualification to understand this text better. The only qualification that I um, met was that, you know, at least I had the curiosity to. Uh, so that was the only thing that I could. <laughs> I could really be. <clears throat> I mean, on a on a on a scale of uh, zero to ten, I'm probably I mean, looking at the the four uh, qualifications, um, I thought I mean I am on a scale of one to ten, probably, you know, and just because you've done the you know read the six chapters of Gita, probably a two maybe. Uh, I mean, I understand them. I think that's a useful start. I would say I would say, but am I sort of do I exercise Vivek or? Uh, Vairagyam or the other sort of qualifications, the so six qualifications, the third one. I mean, I understand them, but uh, whether I, I mean, how further along I'm on that path, I think it's just early stages. I think you are being harsh. If you understand it, you should start by five. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, I mean, I understand is good. I mean, understanding is important, absolutely. So that's why I kind of move from one <laughs> to two, to be honest. <laughs> You're being harsh on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I so didn't even think. Sorry, go ahead. Finish. Finish, Ajay. No, I, I, was, I was saying that. Look, just each, each, each of those uh, uh, qualifications are very intense and deep. So we just need a lot of time to absorb and even before you even start to practice them. So yeah, it's it, it's it's very enlightening. Sorry, go ahead, Rajesh. Maybe. Yeah, I was just saying that I was not even thinking about that question, actually, uh, Rajesh, because um, and, and now that you ask about it, I'm just thinking that some of it is seeping in here and there in the in the day to day life. Um, but, um, you know, as Ajay was saying, um, I do recognize that I'm at a very beginning. Um, and, you know, it's a long journey and that's how I at least am approaching all this is that it's a long journey and there is no rush to judge or think about all these things. Just it's like a first pass, right? You go through it, you try to understand at the intellectual level and understand the point of view, what they are <clears throat> talking about, uh, whether this book or uh, Gita or Savya Priyadandaji's lectures, 
etcetera etcetera and then something appeals to you immediately and then you take it on to it so like for example in my case you know that uh, uh, nirvana shaktam has become such an important thing that every morning i am spending 10 to 20 minutes listening it twice and you know spending time thinking about it and uh, you know i was joking with elpna the other day that the uh, my one of my goals is to you know memorize all six and i've got the last three words of each stanza memorized already <laughs> well done <laughs> which is the which is the core part well good 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 <laughs> so so that you know during the day it just comes back to me and i see myself humming it and things so so it is making an impact to answer your question but and I think this is to be expected that some things will appeal to you more, some things will appeal less and hopefully starts seeping in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know, uh, uh, of course, I qualified when I asked that question because, you know, you don't have to tell where you are. That's the, the real reason for that because nobody can judge anybody else. That's the reason why I, I use that word. But here is a, here is the reason why, why I prompted that question, right? I was having a chat with somebody. And, uh, you know, the guy was coming pretty harsh, saying that, you know, all this is humbug. You guys uh, don't have any subjective, you guys don't have a way to prove like what science proves that there is this exists and all that. And, you know, then I told him that, you know, hey, you know, what happens is for you to understand this subject, I used wrong words, unfortunately. I said for you to understand the subject, um, what happens is you will have to change yourself. Then uh, he blasted me saying that, uh, uh, that means you are judging me that, you know, I am not changed. How do you know I've read this, this Upanishad, that Upanishad, but why do you, why are you judging me that I have not changed? Then I said, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Okay. I am not judging you. I, I said it wrongly. I only said that, you know, unlike in any other subjects where I can be a doctor, I can be advising a patient saying that, hey, if you smoke, you know, your lungs will, your health will get screwed up, right? And I can still be a smoking, smoking doctor. Right. Whereas, and I could still, you know, give that knowledge to somebody else and, you know, benefit the other person. Whereas in this case, if we have to be benefited by this knowledge, you know, we cannot, there cannot be an inconsistency or incongruency in what this topic asks you to understand because unless and until we change that way of thinking, okay. Now I'm being careful, not, I'm not saying you anymore. Unless we change that way of our own thinking, we'll not understand that better. That's what I'm trying to say. So Sadhana Chatushtaya, you know, the four-folded qualification, um, my recommendation would be, you know, this is where I also struggled, right? The four-fold qualifications, please uh, think about that a little bit more and deeper as we go through this. Keep that in mind. And, uh, um, of course, you'll have to uh, constantly keep understanding, okay, hey, which part of it I need to improve on it. And you don't have to improve, improve upon like perfection, but you yourself will get to know that, okay, I think I'm not getting this concept. Maybe there's something I need to change. And then look at your own life and talking about Anu was saying, right? The application of it, you will come, come back, come to you automatically, right? And I'll tell you, I started Chaturmasa uh, fasting only because after I read this, I realized the need for me to change myself. Right. Nobody prompted me to do it, but this helped me to do it because it was important for me to do it. There was something I was not able to understand in this, and that helped me. This is a, this uh, line. This 
sentence over here on page 11 saying life has given you absolutely everything the entire world as well as a body and mind to experience it in return all you have to do is respond appropriately to the situations you encounter you know basically that's what it is isn't it that's what we should be you know it's that's the only thing that we have control really nothing else much and to be able to do that uh, you just have to have whatever we want to call it knowledge understanding clarity whatever those words might be the next sentence is actually quite interesting uh, from what you read anu which is that is called dharma which is dictated Correct. by common sense yes we lack common sense scripture so it's a pretty it's a pretty profound statement in a way <laughs> yeah truly truly yeah The way I look at it is, uh, you know, whatever situations are presented to you, those are the tests to see, you know, where you are on these Sadhana Chattushta, how you react, how you, how you operate. So those are the tests given to you actually continuously to, to evaluate yourself against. And I, I think just one thing, I'm not sure whether it's there in the text, but say, if you feel you need to improve on say that shat sampatti then you need to go one level over so the reason they are in this particular order is because the second one follows from the first one so if you are thinking that oh i need to improve a little bit on say shat sampatti then you need to evaluate how you are doing actually on vera so not only not on that particular attribute but the one prior to that because it will come from the prior one and if it is Virag is has a problem, then you need to look at Vivek. So the interesting thing is, you cannot accomplish any of these by force. It has to start from Vivek. So you need to reason it. You need to find a logic that works for you. Okay. So why should there be Virag? Because it's not permanent. It's not because, oh, I should not like this it'll come back with vengeance you know so 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 the way these sadhan chatrushta work is actually you go to one level above and see whether i have that clear understanding so actually even if you just work on vivek rest everything will follow and vivek is a nitya anitya you can call it permanent temporary you can call it atma anatma any of that discrimination when you start working upon and that I am the Atma, I am the permanent, I am the Nitya, I am the Chetna, not the Jada. The, the second aspect will start loosening its hold on you. So whenever you're, you're trying to evaluate yourself any point, if, if you think that you need to improve, go and make the earlier stronger. It will automatically follow. And on the discipline aspect, uh, does Tattva Bodha or, you know, what you might read in the Gita, does that offer a path to better discipline? I mean, for example, the first one is about tranquility of mind, right? You know, I, I, I can think of meditation as kind of a path to that maybe. It does does Do the scriptures talk about how do you kind of, you know, get these six uh, disciplines uh, how do you kind of discipline yourself on these six, six aspects? 
I think yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rajesh, go ahead. And this is where I think we need to take the help of uh, you know gurus like masters like Swami Paramatmananda. They would explain clearly what does it mean, because for us to gather all the information from different sources is going to be very difficult. So what we'll have to do is, uh, I'm using these words loosely, trust someone like this Swami Sarvapriyananda or uh, somebody else that you that you think you know uh, has appeals to you, and then follow what he says for some time therefore it will become like a you know virtuous cycle for you okay the disciplines will strengthen your ability to understand what is reality and what is not reality and then it will automatically increase your your uh, drive to do the next uh, next part of uh, the sadhana right. so what, nice yeah. what you were saying about sham i think if you have to improve the sham you need to Vera, that are your desires little bit loosening because see if you do meditation yes you can tighten your mind for that duration but the idea is to have quietened mind in real life scenario so see, yeah, okay. have, but the real test is when you do it in reality so when you are faced with a situation where your mind get upset you need to think what is the situation why am I getting upset by it? I think that that's why uh, the, the whole whole of this thing is actually based on which are what you were saying about inquiry. Mm. So yes, there are practices which help, but they are like this. The you know they they help you with it, but the actual part is totally based on thought, on which are, on inquiry. Why should you not react? Why? So, so, so keep questioning why. One is why and who. <laughs> so who is by Vivek, right? Who's getting upset? Oh, I am not getting upset. My mind is getting upset. Let it be upset for some time. You know, one is that uh, yeah. it. Or why should I be upset? Oh, is it because of my ego? Because that person said something, my ego is hurt. Is that why? <laughs> You know, so sometimes you will start finding uh, irrelevance of few things. Why? <laughs> and then your mind will start to quieten down. And as Rajesh said, yes, I mean, gurus definitely help. They, they will pinpoint to you. Uh, I think I had mentioned to you once I had asked, why is my mind, you know, why does it react? Even though, you know, physically I don't react, but internally I do react. So it's, it's your ego. And... I was quite shocked by hearing that because I used to think I am not egoistic. I don't care about, you know, but it is our ego, which is getting hurt, right? When, when you're reacting, that means your ego is hurt or your ego. Which is the, yeah, which is the point around, uh, I think there's something around endurance. Endurance is what I read, yeah, and uh, forbearance, yeah, correct, yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's about mental sort of patience. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, at, at this point of time, maybe. Yeah. Sorry, Alpana, go ahead. I was uh, just. Uh, so six are actually considered as one because they're quite interlinked. You get one, you actually get most. Mm. <laughs> All right. So um, just pivoting from where we are, right? So. Um, uh, uh, 
So I, I, I'm hoping that you know, all of us will start getting familiarized with those Sanskrit terms in this text. Not, not that we want to learn Sanskrit at this point of time, but definitely familiarize with that, with those words. Then it will become easier for us to have a meaningful conversation. And sometimes the words are going to, uh, you know, uh, give a better, a different, different meaning than the English, uh, English words. That's what I would, I would say. So coming back again, so um, from a structure of the book itself, the book, book talks about something, and it says the qualification of the person who will understand this will have these four sadhana chatushtaya right sadhana chatushtaya itself is a pretty long topic but definitely my my request is please uh, you know uh, in your in your mind bucket yourself as to how those things are uh, are coming coming across and whether they're practical enough for you to adopt something and if so please uh, you know i would encourage you to think about uh, adopting any of those things right so, for example, uh, this, it talks about indriya, uh, indriya and nigraha as one of the uh, control of sense organs as one of the uh, uh, things, right? And uh, it would definitely help in some fashion. That's what I would see. I have seen, and I'm, I'm sort of deviating, you know, getting to a practical aspect of how to apply this. Um, uh, I, I feel that you know that's one of the big thing. You know, for example, um, personally, I, I used to uh, watch a lot of TV. But nowadays, I have reduced it because I, it's a conscious decision on my part to reduce it. Okay, Corona came in, now Netflix has gone up again, I have to bring it back again. You know, that constant fight is there between the sense organs and, uh, you know, the, the mind. The mind says, don't watch it because two hours will be gone. Okay, but uh, sometimes you can't stop it. So that constant fight is there. And, uh, you know, then you know that sometimes you'll have to say, no, I'm going to not do this for next one week or 15 days and then go ahead. Right, and you know, most of you have seen my message on the groups, right, on that other group. That the reason why I deliberately did that was, you know, these things. I this time, this time of the year, I want to restrict myself from doing too many uh, activities which has no value, spiritual value for me. Whenever there's spiritual value, I'll do it. Otherwise, I'll not do it. And this is an experiment for myself. So my request to you is, please think about it. And I'm, I'm, you don't have to share what you want to do, but please think about it. Practical application, that's what I would say. Right now, I'm facing a lot of problem with time management, you know, like I'm way behind reading. I haven't read the, the pages yet, you know, and even chapter nine, I'm still in from the book, I'm still to read. And the main thing I'm finding is I'm just so caught up with that workplace and by the time I come back home, I'm so tired. And it's just a Saturday, Sunday and Saturday also goes running for errands and things like that. So I'm just, you know, like today I'm just listening, sitting and listening and, you know, observing, watching you all. You know? So I'm time management has become a big problem for me right now. Finding time to, you know, even read these pages has become a problem. Try saying that I'll read one page before sleeping. <laughs> Just one page. You know, I'll read two. I'll read two lines. I'll fall asleep. I'm so <laughs> it's tired. Okay. It's okay. Just try it. Maybe you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At, 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 at the risk of putting you to sleep, uh, listen to the audios. They're actually quite nice. You don't huh? need to make a lot of effort. I mean, you, it might put you to sleep. I don't know, but uh, if you try listening listening to the audios that were uh, circulated, 
uh, I mean, they're just, you know, you can just sit, close your eyes and just listen to what Swamiji is saying. It just, it's quite helpful, actually. That, that maybe I should do. Actually, the thing is a reader at all, and I would read two sentences, and I can go to. I used to go to sleep at any time of the day. I could just never read, but you know, once that that curiosity and the, start relating to it, I think. Uh, so my my thing is, I, I you know, all my life I've been an avid reader, at least mm. especially in my childhood. I, I used to read a lot. Even now at work, I have to read a lot because being in research. I have to read a lot of scientific articles in journals. Thing is, I'm just so tired of reading that I, when I come home, I don't want to read. You know, that's the last thing I want to do is read anything. What I started with was with my morning tea. I just I read. So that's how I started actually with my morning tea. I read, I read the newspaper actually with my morning tea. I read the newspaper. I don't read newspaper, so I actually started reading. What what, what, what I found useful, Sonali, was if you listen to Swamiji and then read. Uh -huh. It is a much easier read. Yeah. And Sonali, maybe that's what you need to do. Give up your newspaper and pick up the scripture. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, then, you know, my family members will be shouting at me. You don't know what is happening around you. If any conversation goes on at home. And, and you can say that I know what's going inside me rather than what's going outside the world. <laughs> in the world at the moment is not worth knowing. Exactly. It's, <laughs> not yeah. See, I know it's, it's not worth uh, you know dwelling much but still you have to be aware what's going on in the world because because you know in family like we have some conversations and my father will talk to you don't read the newspaper you don't you know you don't know what's going on around you you know where i get my news from from our bits group Newspaper. Exactly. <laughs> I don't watch TV at all. <laughs> That's why I never say when people say stop talking about Trump. I know what is happening in US just because of that group. I have More no than what you did, Shido. I don't watch TV either. I don't watch TV. But uh, I stopped reading newspapers. Before the newspaper or before my father will talk about something, you know, current affairs in current affairs. So. I said, well, I know it. I got it from my book. It's very important news. It will definitely be posted on our Correct. on our group. <laughs> That's why one group which I actually Ali. read fully. <laughs> Sonali, go on the offense. Don't be on the defense that you don't know current affairs. Speak about Atma to your family. <laughs> no, and Sonali, what Rajesh was saying that, you know, think about what he's saying that he's cutting himself out with a lot of things that are not important to him and yeah, by that that's... you know maybe you can change your father's perspective and say that look you are there to tell me at the breakfast table what's going on and mm. and you know he might enjoy talking to you about what's going on and then you don't have to read the newspaper <laughs> so uh, i think maybe... what i think what uh, kishore was talking about you know and took me some time to get to that point which is to say that what is happening look at the opposite of that Right. So if you think your father will be upset that you have not read the newspaper, then how do you how do you counter that? You just say that, well, why don't you tell me at the breakfast table and I will learn something from you. And I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that. And that will save you time to not new, read newspaper and you can read scriptures. Try it. <laughs> I'll try it, but I'm not digressing too much. Yes. Yeah. Uh, folks, I, you know, I just want just one one thing. Taking a cue from Ajay, what you said, should we start with uh, uh, rehearsing, chanting, uh, Nirvana Shatakam today from today itself? 
I'd love that. I, I don't mind. Here is what I suggest. Here is what I suggest for us to learn it and memorize it. Right? Let's let's chant maybe three three or four times together, uh, or you know we can do one one after the other also, whichever way works. Um, just the first two lines. Okay. For this entire week. Okay. All we will do is just chant the first two lines. Where where is it written? Like uh, in one of your posts, it says it's Nirvan Shataka. Ah, yeah, it's, it will be there, Sonali. Are... I can uh, if you if I'll repost it. Just sorry. Yeah, if you just Google it, you'll find it very easily. No, no, I'll repost it. Don't worry. Thanks. I did hear the you know musical the singing. I did Nirvan Shataka. There were some songs. I did hear that. That was very nice. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. But I could not follow every word just, to be able to recite it. I need it in writing, you know, to be able to read it and recite. Let me tell you the way it worked for me. If you actually listen to the meditative mind link, it's at a slower pace, so it helps you to enunciate the words better. Whereas if you read, if you listen to the the Sadguru the Isha one, it's said in a beautiful tempo, but it, yeah. you need to know the words to be able to. You know, recite with them. That that, uh, so, if you what... listen to the meditative mind one, it helps because it's slower. The pace is slower, so it helps you to learn the pronunciation, pause at the right times, and then you just have to say it with a different tune, tempo, rhythm, yeah. whatever. Okay, um, uh, we we're getting to seven fifty one. Of course, Alpana, we will say the regular prayer, but before that, with your permission, can we say the first two lines and then get to our prayer? No, absolutely. Our prayer we start with. We can end with this. I was saying <laughs> the yeah. other one. There you go. If there we can start okay. with that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Sonali, for your benefit, I pulled it up and I put it up on the put it up on the screen here. Yes, yes, okay? I can see. It. So we can we can all see it together and we can chant it if if you guys are okay with it. Sure, sure, sure. Thank you. So, uh, just a quick question. You know, uh, anybody? Uh, I hope all of you are comfortable with uh, Devanagari script, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyone wants to lead this? I'm not very good at singing at all. I'm not good at singing, but I've memorized it. But so I can. I can start. अहंकार चैंटिंगके then you say this we repeat it twice so this is how we break this whole thing into four parts okay okay cool okay so all of us are going to repeat following you twice okay mano buddhya hankar chittani naham mano mano Twice. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. We have to learn. 
Mano व्योम भूमि न तेजो न वायु
चिदानंद रूप शिवोहम शिवोहम चिदानंद रूप शिवोहम शिवोहम मनोबुद्ध्यहंकार चित्तानिनाहम नच श्रोत्रजिहवे नच ध्राननेत्रे नच व्योमभूमिर नते जो नवायुग चिदानंद शिवोहम शिवोहम चिदानंद शिवोहम शिवोहम अल्पना दैट वाज ब्यूटीफुली सांग If you want, I can just break the words and briefly say what they are. So, manah is man, buddhi, intellect, hankar, ego, chittani. So, all these with ani as their vibhakti. So, all these na aham, main nahi hu, na cha shrotra, or nahi hu. Shrotra is your hearing indriya, jivwe is your tongue, nacha dhran, or nahi hu, dhran is your nose, netra is your eyes. So it says fourth and the fifth one which is the twacha is implicit. So there are five jnanendriya from which we get the thing from outside, right? Then nacha or nahi, Dhum is Akash. So these are talking about the five elements. So Akash, Bhumi Na, Bhumi is Prithvi, Tejo is fire, and Na Vayu, Vayu is air. And in this one, water is implicit. They are mentioning four, but that, in, that includes the fifth element of water. And Ananda Rupaha, I am conscious and I am blissful, blissful 
Rupaha is the root and Shivaha Aham. My Shivhu Aham Shivaha Aham. So Shiv is also for auspiciousness. So you know, that's how the, the meaning and by breaking the words, you know, what they are in Sanskrit. I think the pace with which you very nice, Altana. Beautiful. The pace with which so you said it, Altana, was this. very good. Uh, just one question, and maybe this is for later. Uh, I just wanted to leave this. I still kind of get confused between the word chittam, so chitani, for example, which is uh, you said ego, right? Uh, chitta and is the memory storage. Yes, yeah, so chitta is the memory storage, but uh, you know how does that relate to uh, the, chit, the chit, the chit, which is conscious? So that's a question which may be for later, but I just have have that thought in my mind. Yeah, chit consciousness is single T, chitta the memory is double T. Oh, I see. Okay, I get it. Okay, all right. Thank you. That I, I was I was quite confused with that differentiation. This was very helpful. Thank you. I think right. uh, we'll, 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 we'll practice this. I hope it was uh, wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Alpana. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All I know is that I'm glad that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, saying it on mute because I cannot come to <laughs> the level what you are. <laughs> no, no, no. I have taken a plunge. I can't sing, but this one I said, okay, let me, <laughs> let me do it. It's just us. <laughs> Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. Yes, I think uh, you know we can listen to what Alpana and what we practice today, and you know practice this whole week and come back again next week. And next week we will do the same thing, Alpana. We will do the first line. I mean, first two lines, and the next two lines we will do it. Yeah, the way you highlight, I know when to start. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of the same. I'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have, uh, I have been practicing uh, Gita chanting, and I finished uh, chapter ten. Maybe I have actually recorded today morning. If you guys are up for it. I can send it to you and show off a little bit, you know. Please. So uh, listen to it and then you can uh, delete it later on if you want. <laughs> uh, just just question, Anu, okay. you mentioned uh, you mentioned a website uh, uh, which which has a slow version. What was it called? Can you repeat that? Um, it's the meditative mind. I think Kishore okay. or uh, Rajesh had okay, mentioned yeah, yeah. it, okay. and it's on the spreadsheet too. Uh, okay, okay, so hmm. if you listen to that, it's it's actually at a very slow. It's about the same pace at which Alpana was um, chanting. Oh, great, great, great! No, I love that because I think that pace. And it's was on a one-hour loop. So actually, if you just listen oh, wow. to it one day, I right. like the one, the Isha one. It just goes on for an hour, and um, so you can just. And the text is also there in that same website. So. And the, the one that what I flashed here on the screen, right? You know, this is uh, one that uh, that also has the meaning at the bottom, and you can you can correlate like what Alpana did today. You can correlate the meaning also directly. So please keep that handy. You know, when I was learning this, what I did was I folded it and put it in my wallet. Every time I had five minutes, I used to recite it. Yeah, and the English version also has the enunciation, so that's quite nice. You are mute. You were saying something, you were on mute earlier. Okay. So I was saying, can you send this again, Rajesh? Your, you know, this written. 
I will do that. What are we reading next week? I posted it. Um, actually, um, you know, can you suggest? Because looks like you guys uh, um, have you know feel very comfortable with this. Should we move forward? I'm I'm fine either way. You know, um, we can move forward if if you think we we should move forward. I'm just looking at the text. Let me just. Uh, actually, we didn't go into detail of each one. Maybe we should one one week just go through that also. I think let's spend time on this on this. Um, Get the stem. Yeah. Let's just get definitions from you know, and whatever our understanding is, just. I think be useful. That. Yeah, because I think yeah. I, have a, I have a few questions as well, so I think we should spend more time on this. Okay. Then VP, we will just mull on the same topics, like sure. till page twelve. Okay. I think, and if we go like maybe I know it's going to sound pedantic, but maybe we just go page by page, and then you know maybe each one of us can come up with. If there are things that we want clarification or we want to yeah. further discuss, page eight, twelve, we can focus on. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree with you. Not the introduction part. Introduction part was, you know, only oh, to. No. Uh, of course. You know, I want to make sure that you guys got the context, but now I think it's not required. Yeah. All right. Okay. Awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Thank you. We'll Thanks. You Enjoy your day. Thank you all. Bye.